Welcome, and uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for taking up some time just to chat to me. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Dion, and um, thank you for the opportunity to join you on one of your live chats. I've, uh, I've, I've basically seen all of, the, all of the previous ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think it's quite a privilege to share my journey in the coffee industry, also in life. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the support. That's awesome, yeah, absolutely, bud. Hopis, um, I thought we'd kick off, kick off by, um, you've got quite an interesting journey, from being a sportsman hmm. to being a coffee roaster now, yeah. you know? Why don't you share a little bit about that journey in terms of where you started playing rugby and how you got to coffee? That's quite an interesting yeah. entrepreneurial journey in itself. So maybe yeah. you can kick off with that, hey? Yeah. Um, so Dion. So I basically grew, uh, grew up in a in a small town in Robertson in the Wine Valley. You've been there with yeah. me. Um, right. um, uh, in grades eight, I went to boarding school at Paul Boys. Never really played any rugby of any sorts. It's quite a, a small lad. Yeah. Uh, played a bit of tennis, um, athletics, but. Um, once I, from grade 10 onwards, I, I started taking rugby a little bit more serious. But back then, it wasn't as professional as it was now. So um, it, was, it, 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 was, it was slightly different. So the first time I ever really knew that I, I was going to pursue rugby as a career was probably after Craven Week in, in Matric when, when I got offered a contract. Right. My plan always was a little bit alternative in the sense that I didn't really know what I, what I wanted to do one day. So I wanted to travel and experience different, different cultures. Right. And I, and, and I guess, guess that's, that's probably where coffee, coffee comes in as well um, as you experience different countries and, 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 and you re read a little bit about their background. A lot of them come, uh, come from extreme poverty. Um, uh -huh which is quite interesting but yeah not not to sidetrack so i so i played a bit of professional rugby probably about eight or nine years i, I retired quite young i retired <laughs> retired twice and um, <laughs> when i the first time when i was 24 i got married to my beautiful wife got three right. kids now and and then um i got um i got called up by jake white um when he was still in Australia at the Brumbies to, right. to, to start playing again. I don't know. I've, I've never really met him. I don't know where he saw me, what he saw in me, but he wanted me to, to start playing again. And, he, and that's when we moved over to Australia. Um, and I, I guess to answer your question, where, where, the, where, the, where the coffee comes, comes in is, is um, I think it's always been a passion. Uh -huh. um, I only started drinking coffee when I was probably 20 or 21. Right. Um, yeah, or, or serious coffee. And um, in, in Australia, rugby is approached a little bit different to South Africa. If you're an, a professional sportsman there, you're not really an important guy, especially not in rugby, maybe in Austra uh, Aussie rules or, or rugby league, but not, not in rugby union. So, so um, there you had the opportunity to, to further your career outside of rugby. And, and, and I think that's, that's, that's something that I really appreciated from their culture because right. there's such a big middle class that, 
that there's there's um, there, there's not really the 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 subclass standards that we have in South Africa. So so um, everyone's equal in a sense. So th that's where I started getting really interested in coffee so so i started working at a roastery um um part-time so oh, wow. basically basically every wednesday and and friday and you had a um you could you could get an allowance to to further your career which was yeah. five thousand dollars quite a lot of money fifty thousand rand that they give to each player you can do whatever you like you can study um part-time you can wow. do a, pl a plumbing course or electrician or any trade um right. so that's where i uh, where, where i started um that's where i did my training in in, in coffee but but nice. i never really knew that that was something that i was going to pursue so so I, yes yeah so right. so so when so so then we we moved back to durban i played for the sharks um one Curry Cup season, one Super Rugby season, and I got contracted out to a club in in Ireland for for that World Cup period. And that's that. And when I got back, the, they switched coaches. So uh, w after my stint in Ireland, um, I basically got retrenched. I had another year on my contract, um, yeah. and Gary Gold was the coach back then, and he just called me in one day and said, "We're going to let twelve guys go," and I was one of them. And that's when I started seriously thinking about uh, the, the moment the moment i got retrenched or fired or let go i immediately um i went back home told my wife that said i'm not going to play anymore because we had a young family and and i knew i was i was never really gonna be a springbok or you know anything like that so so that's when i decided look this is enough this is where we make the transition because i i, I knew it was going to be tough or oh, I think it was tougher than I thought it was going to be, but but yeah. but it's it's that, that's quite that's quite serious, yeah. And you were plagued with some serious injuries at that point as well, right? I mean, how many um, mm. how many operations at that stage had did you had? It was it was tough in your body, right? It was tough in my body. So I had a big back operation in, when we got married in 2012, but that was my third injury. So I broke my elbow, tore all my ligaments the same year. So and I hurt my back and I also, I ruptured a pectoral muscle, which I was out right. for four months. That all happened in one year and I decided, look, this, 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 this is enough. So I had 11 operations um, altogether. And, and I think, I think, I think having an injury as a rugby player is inevitable, but yeah. I had 11 different um, injuries. So, and it was quite freakish. So, so it wasn't worth it anymore. So yeah. that's when I called it a day. It was quite easy but to I, make that decision. What I, what I uh, appreciate about, you know, like sort of your decision um, at that point is obviously, you know, being a sportsman, uh, there's an element of limelight and, uh, you know, sort of that sort of element to the career. But it's also extremely, extremely tough on your body, especially the, the, like the sport of rugby, you know. Um, and what I love about that decision that you made, uh, and I think it really speaks to who you are, is you had a bit of foresight in terms of what, ne what you need to do um, mm. you know, to sort of further your career. And I think a lot of the time, um, I mean, I would assume from the outside, from being an, 
not a sportsman, um, I, sometimes sports people struggle with sort of having that, having some foresight, you know, having a look at sort of like a, a 10 year or a, or a 20 year plan, you know, because mm. career in, in sport is quite short considering, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I just want to answer. I, I see um, John saying like a storm clip, it is storm clip that I'm having. It's lovely. Fritz yeah. Bordeaux blend. Cheers. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah I, I, think, I think that's um, that's probably due to the fact that I was in Australia and that they approached the game different and made you think of life after rugby. Yeah. And, and, and I think in hindsight, I think it's, I'm quite fortunate that I never really played international level. Um, but it never really bothered me, any fame or any, right, any, right. Um, any limelight as such, because I also saw what it did to the previous guys and I never wanted to be like that. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. really people that I looked up to. So, um, so... So, uh, to be honest, Dion, I, I played for, 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 for big unions and big franchises and I've, I've, made, I've made four or five friends at, at each of them. But, but the ones that I made, is, it's so, solid, good relationships and good friends. And to date, we, we're still very, very good friends. And, um, and I was never really, any, really interested in, in, in the limelight or the fame. And I... Honestly, I, I don't know why. Yeah. Um, can, can you remember the, the first day you and I met? Um, you had just opened yeah, definitely. Yeah. Alchemy. And uh, um, I, I walked into... How, how long were you open at that point when I first met you? I think that was probably the second week. The second that week, I was right? Open. Yeah. So I um, walk in and um, I ask you for a pour over, right? You asked me for a pour over, but back then it was quite unusual. There was one or two places in Cape Town that, that offered a pour over. Yeah. And I was the only employee, so I had to wash dishes, make coffee, uh, clean up, and, uh, and you asked me for a pour over. And I said, look, mate, maybe in six months' time or so, but, but not now. But, but yeah, I will, I, will I will never forget that because one lady um, uh, shared something on, on, on Facebook in, <laughs> in the Valkenburg Forum, and the next thing there was just, Tunnies everywhere, and I was quite overwhelmed because I wasn't ready for that. I was, I was the only one. I opened the shop, roasted coffee. I was there from I six and five in the morning, roasting and closing shop at five five p.m. So, so that, that was quite interesting. Yeah. What a, what an interesting journey that you made from like you know being a sportsman, artist to roasting coffee. Um, but let's just talk about you know uh, something that we both passionate about: coffee. You know. Uh, Mm. And people. Well, we're going to talk about mm. that in a second. You know, um, firstly, I, I guess I'd like to ask you, uh, in your opinion, Hoff, um, what makes a great cup of coffee? First, firstly, I think that's quite relative because I've seen, no offense, but I've yeah. seen people really rave about Vineyard Delis coffee. And then I've had coffee there and friends of mine, the, the Zorendas. So that's quite relevant. Some coffees are, some people like mug and bean and others like fruity African coffees like, like we do. Um, but I think it's, right. a, it's, 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 it's quite a process. So you've got to source the right bean. You've got to 
you got to know yeah. what you're doing when you're roasting the coffee. You've got to serve fresh coffee and you've, you, you, you've got to know how to use your equipment in the shop. Um, and maintaining equipment is probably the most important part about the coffee process. And people, people don't, don't, don't know that and they don't care about the machine. Well, they, know, they don't know how to operate the machine because South Africa's got uh, such a low minimum wage. The people that they employ, they really don't care. So, so, um, I think, I think, I think having a great cup of coffee is, it's a process, but it's, it's still relative. Like Van would, Van Lee would like Vineyard Deli's, um, single shot latte, (laughs) pumpkin latte. And, (laughs) and us gentlemen would like a, a African pour over, but, um, but and I think that that that's quite a tricky thing. Starting a business is 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 adapting to the market so that you can that you can adapt, that you can cater for for the Valkenburg lady that likes a extra hot single latte, but also right. somebody that comes in and asks for a specialty coffee or yeah. a specialty grade um, pour over. And yeah. um, you know, uh, interestingly, interestingly, that's a theme that sort of comes across a lot in these sort of conversations that I've been hosting. It's that. Um, I appreciate you and I, you know, sort of our circle of, of people that we sort of, uh, sort of hang around in, uh, uh, hang around with. Um, we sort of appreciate different things, you know. Mm. Uh, but being able to sort of adjust to your surrounding uh, mm. from a business sense is super, super important. So, uh, and also sort of removing that, removing that, uh, pretense about it you know so if someone likes their coffee you know really hot i can appreciate the fact that i want to drink my coffee at 92 or i don't know what's what's how many degrees are you pulling shots at well it's it's uh, nine the, the shot's 92 degrees but the milk's texture at like 80 right. degrees max yeah yeah so i um, we we might appreciate that but if someone likes a steaming hot cup of coffee uh you know, I I can appreciate that. You know, do you, would you agree with that, or it's something that you sort of like hold fast on? No, no, um, and that's why I say it, it's quite, it's quite a relative term. Yeah, a good cup of coffee. So, in my opinion, I, what I do in the shop, I try to educate people. So I ask. The, so Great. some people come, they'll come in and ask me, why is your milk always? a little bit on the cold side and then I'll tell them, okay, this is why we do this. Or why is the coffee tasting different today? And then I'll tell them it's a different coffee that you're having today. Um, yeah. It's not the same one that you had yesterday. And this is why, why it's tasting different. Um, yeah. But I think from a business point of view, I think when, when you approach customers, uh, you, have to, you have to cater for, 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 for the customer. If he likes a steaming hot co- a cup of coffee, there's no use really for me being a douche about it and tell him yeah. no no one no one no one adds sugar to his to his coffee i mean it's his own it's his own decision if he if he likes a sweeter coffee that's 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 his prerogative yeah. and and listen if i'm paying for a cup of coffee i'm gonna drink it the way i want right exactly and <laughs> um, talking about talking about that you know um whenever i talk about alchemy and i obviously talk about alchemy a whole lot um Whenever I talk about alchemy, I say, I came for the coffee, but I stayed for the conversation. Yes. Um, 
the one thing that I really sort of respect about what you've done with Alchemy Coffee Roasters is that you've managed to sort of create a space for people to engage with each other and people yeah. to sort of build relationships. That's a very, very beautiful thing and um, sadly lacking in many businesses. Was that something that you intentionally tried to do or was it sort of a happy accident that happened? No. So when we started the business, we had a little bit of a vision for the business, what we wanted to achieve other than feeding our family. Yeah. And I think one of it, one of it was that, that we wanted people to walk out there better than they came in. So, and right. I think because, because coffee is a tangible and such a personal thing, I think, it, I think it's quite easy to, to do in the morning when they, when they walk in and you've got some nice music playing and giving them a little bit of cup of love. Yeah. Um, so, so that was the, the, that was quite intentional that we wanted to do that. Um, I think I think you got to find the balance between having fun at work and 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 having a business. Um, if you're not making money, you're not going to keep your business. And I think I think in the first year or year and a half, we probably figured that out. Yeah. But, um, that look, we can because you know me. Like people will walk in there and I'll be like, nah. Coffee's on the house. Don't don't stress. And they're like, why? I'm, I'm like, I don't know. It feels like free Tuesday. Like, just keep coffee away. But um, and and I think I think that's probably our heart in business. That that me and 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 JJ, we that's my business partner. That's been a integral part in in alchemy. Um, that 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 I think that 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 we find that that good medium between a business and. And you know, having fun and seeing people happy and and hopefully touching people in a way. Yeah, just to sort of drill down in that, I think, uh, and to echo what you're saying, I think when you focus on really uh, on really just sort of creating a vibe where people are comfortable, you know, um, mm. and it can be it can be something really simple with like sort of a really authentic smile when someone walks in. Um, you know, half your job to sell to them is actually done, you know? Yeah. Uh, being in sales myself, uh, authenticity is a super, super important uh, part of, of, of doing business. And I think that's sure. something that you sort of wear on your sleeve. It's, it's really authentic. You come across really authentic. Um, yeah. Talking about people, we have the honor. I, I have, uh, and, and this is like something that I really feel strongly about. We, we have the honor of being sort of served by Mr. V. He mm -hmm. is an absolute legend, right? Probably one of the, one of the, the best people that I've ever met, you know? Um, and uh, for, you, for those of you that, that don't know, um, Mr. V Vuyo uh, works for, for Conrad and um, he's a barista um, and he's just the best type of person. You know, um, he's like a, he's like a bartender. You know, mm -hmm. you, you feel like you feel like pouring your heart out at him, and he's such a great listener, a man of few words, but uh, man of few words, yeah. But such a great character, you know. Um, how's your relationship with uh, Vuyo? And uh, would you just maybe just chat a little bit about uh, about him? Yeah, definitely. I'm going to answer the first question about the authenticity. I think that's quite that's quite a rare and quite a hard thing to have in business. And and it sometimes makes business tricky because some people like to take the emotions out of business. Where, where 
some some days I have a bad day, or I've got a headache, or I didn't get any sleep. I've got three little little kids, and yeah, very very few nights I have a full night's sleep. So so I think that makes it quite tricky because when when you have a small business like that in a neighborhood, then everyone wants a little bit of a conversation in the morning, and and it becomes quite tiring. So I think this this lockdown did us quite well, in yeah. a sense. Um, but yeah, Vuyo has been such a such a big part of our business. I, I, I met Vuyo. We went to Woolworths in, down in Willowbridge. And my father-in-law had a coffee. I don't drink coffee there. And um, <laughs> and, and and I saw, geez, this guy actually had a decent cup of coffee. So I just went over to to Vuyo, or to to I went over to the to the restaurant manager and I said, look, who, who made the coffee? And she and she she pointed me at Vuyo and I just went over to him and I said, look. If you, if you, I've got a, a small coffee shop. If you want, if you want a job, then then let me know. And I left my number with Vuyo. He phoned me like 15 minutes after that, right? Because he was earning st- st- stupid salary, like yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. And um, I basically I had a, a a brief meeting with Vuyo, and I just said, look, it's a small business. Um, if you look after the business, I will look after you. And 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 it's been a three-year relationship now, and mm. um, and 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 he's a really really special special person. He he takes a lot of pride in his in his in his in his job, and um, right. and and he's crept into all the people's hearts at, at Alchemy. So now he's a he, he's a legend. He's a he's a big part of our business. What an incredible guy! What an mm. incredible guy! Um, I- Hoff, I, I want to take, uh, let me just take this moment just to also sort of uh, welcome folks that have just joined us. Thank you so much. I'm talking to Conrad Hoffman, um, who's an ex-rugby player turned uh, coffee roastery proprietor. Uh, Conrad roasts some of the most incredible beans you will ever taste. And uh, we have the honor of having him in our little suburb. Um, he, Alchemy has become a sort of meeting place a sort of pub, if you like, you know, it has that pub atmosphere where everyone sort of meets for a drink in the mornings. Well, in our case, the mornings, you know, um, and uh, relationships are built and great conversations are had. So I wanted to have Conrad um, over this evening just to chat about coffee and um, and, and that sort of thing. Um, Hoff, I want to ask a question. And if you have a question, if you're listening to this, if you have a question, please um, pop it down in the comments and we'll try to get to it. Um, I wanted to ask a question. Um, not everyone has a, a Lama Zotto or a, you know, like a, a legit oh. espresso machine at home, you know. Um, for someone who wants to have a good cup of, of, of coffee at home, um, what, would be the, what would be sort of like a, a decent method to brew coffee, in your opinion? Jeez, Dion. A lot of people actually ask me about this because they, every second guy wants to purchase a single group espresso machine at home, and then, right. and then I just push them sort of in in directions. I ask them questions because the machine's got to be maintained, it's got to be serviced. Um, does it justify to have two cups of coffee on a fifty thousand rand machine? Yeah. Um, half of them don't know that they've got to have a grinder. Yeah. Um, um, and a burr grinder, uh, yeah, a decent grinder, and that's also quite expensive. So it's expensive to make your own coffee at home. But I think 
Personally, I like filter coffee. So filter machine, I've got a, a Maka Master at home. Um, that's the easiest. It's easy to clean. Um, and because I have my espresso-based coffee at work, which is my coffee place, um, I, I like to filter coffee at home. I think that's quite, a, that's, that's quite easy at home. I think otherwise, geez, probably the old French, the French press, um, mm. the Blanger. I think that's the, that, that's the easiest and, and the most enjoyable um, coffee that, that I'll have at home. Other than if you, have a, if you can afford an espresso machine at home and you're prepared to right. service it once or twice right. a year. Right. <laughs> Donnie says more coffee. More coffee. <laughs> more coffee is fine. It's fine, yeah. And I see Ron says the, the, the mocha pot. And that's, you can't fault the mocha pot, the Bialetti. Yep. It's been there, it's been there yeah. for years and it's going to be there for years. So, yeah. so for, for, and that's why I say coffee is such a relative thing because one guy right. will enjoy a filter coffee, one guy would enjoy espresso. Um, I think the filter machine works for us because it's me and my wife and we wake up every morning and have a cup of coffee together and, and it's easy to clean, easy to use. And it's, yeah. and because the mocker master is just on another level, it's, yeah. um, it's, it, it's all regulated. There's a really good question from, um, from Van Lee. Hmm. He has, um, something about a new trending, like, uh, is, will a new bullet suffice? So is it worth investing in a proper grinder? And so if so, what's the difference? What, what do you say to that? Um, I think definitely. If you enjoy a proper cup of coffee, if, I mean, if it's like my dad, for instance, he's, he has one of those sachets where you have coffee, milk, and sugar, and he just chucks it into a mug. He doesn't care about coffee. Um, so I would definitely, that's one of the first things that I would invest in at home is, is, a, is a proper grinder. Um, yeah. There's nothing better to smell of a, a, a freshly ground beans in the morning. That's when people walk into alchemy, that's like, oh, this place smells amazing but it's actually just coffee so yeah. i would definitely in, invest in a grinder the only thing is that a grinders a it's not worth investing in a 200 or 300 rand grinder you're going to have the same problem as a nutribullet then you might as well just um, carry on with a right. nutribullet but but and grinders are quite quite expensive i think at home the cheapest you're probably going to get away is a thousand bucks give yeah. or take yeah yeah, I think yeah. I think uh, uh, in terms of a grinder, uh, there's two types of grinders. Obviously, there's one uh, a blade grinder and then yeah. a burr grinder. A burr grinder is basically just two ceramic, um, almost burrs, burrs mm. that rotate. And 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 compared to a blade, where you're basically chopping up the beans, uh, a burr is you're basically crushing the beans. And, yeah. and I think that basically gives you. Um, a better, a better grind, a better, a better consistency, consistency. consistency, because I think that's probably the biggest thing with, with a Nutribullet or a, a cheaper grind is, is the inconsistency that you get in, in the coffee. So you get some really, really fi fine coffee that if you, if you use yeah. a French press, the sediment that, that comes through the sift, that's probably the most irritating right. part of it. And then you've got these really coarse pieces, which yeah. you're not really going to get any flavor out of it. So some people, come to the shop and they say, oh, but um, coffee's too weak or it's too strong or it's this or that. You know, like the, 
like a couple of weeks ago, a guy came to the shop and he's like, no, the coffee's really weak. So I asked him, how much coffee do you use in the grinder? And he said, no, he uses um, two teaspoons. So I said, oh, but probably for one person, that's probably, that's probably all right. So he's like, no, he takes two teaspoons of the, of the beans. And then, oh, wow. and then he puts it in the grinder. And I'm like, that's probably like five or 10 grams. It's not going to be enough. So your coffee's going to be weak. Yeah. Um, for a single so, shot, let's just say home press uh, or AeroPress, for example, uh, how many grams of coffee are we looking at? Uh, AeroPress, you're looking probably at about 25 grams. Um, because the, the AeroPress, you're actually going to use a little bit less coffee than you're going to use in a French press or something that doesn't use pressure. So right. what's nice about AeroPress is that it builds up pressure. That, 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 that still extracts some flavor out of the coffee. Um, where with, a, with a plunger or a French press or a filter, you're probably going to use a little bit more coffee because you don't have the pressure of the extraction. Yeah. You're right. basically using gravity through a paper filter. Right, right. That's awesome. yeah. um, one of the questions that I got early on today um, was from um, Jacqueline. And she asked um, her husband really likes um, a double shot espresso okay yeah. uh, but what she does is she'll pull a single shot and she'll top it up with a little bit of water because yeah. she thinks uh, it's her opinion that if you pull the shot longer <clears throat> you sort of spoil the flavor of the coffee what should she be doing in terms of uh, a double shot es es espresso now she's 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 correct in that instance that you don't want to pull the shot too long. You're going to make it sour and you're just going to extract um, acidity out of the bean. What I would maybe do is just pour the, the hot water first and the espresso on top. So you still have the crema because there's a lot of flavor and a lot of depth and density in the, in the, in the, in the crema. Um, right. That's the only critic that I'll have. I'll probably do the same. And um, that's, so what she's doing is just, it's basically a, a, a short Americana. A short Americana, right. Yeah. But it's, but it, but it's a good question. And I think, I think there's the, um, questions like that is very relevant in, in, in coffee because people don't know what, what to do at home. They, but I guess, yeah, they can just YouTube. <laughs> You're right. Um, Vanley asks, um, what's better between a French press and those Italian uh, kettle jobbies? He's obviously talking about a mocha. You put in yeah, the that's a reality. Yeah. So one is, I'm, I'm assuming that you would probably get better extraction on a Bialetti or a mocha pot, right? Because it's under pressure compared, it's to, under pressure. A French press, uh, compared to a French press or a pour over or a drip where you would get uh, possibly more floral, well, more top notes in, mm. with, with a pour over compared to a um, mocha pot where, which is under pressure where you'd yeah. probably get more sort of depth of flavor, et cetera. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So it, it all depends what, what you like. If you like a smoother coffee, then go for a filter or even a plunger. If you go for a, for, for, for a beer lady, that's more like an espresso, like a deep coffee. Um, it's, well, once again, it's, it's a personal preference. That's why we've got the filter machine at home. We like to have people over and I mean, for, for to make coffee for ten or twelve people with a beer lady will be 
quite a mission yeah. with a full yeah. with, with a mocker master it's 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 one shot and go so um but so in vandy's case single man i'll go for the for, for the mocker pot for the beer lady it's mm, a good option nice. it's a great it's a nice. great option uh talking about talking about business and that sort of thing um i want to talk a little bit about you know how the lockdown and covid-19 has affected business mm. you know um it's obviously had a huge impact on uh, the service industry the food industry yeah uh, would you want to yeah just maybe just talk a little bit about that and how that's affected your business and um what how you've managed to sort of not work around that but maybe sort of pivot a little bit uh with offering different options and that sort of thing for yes. customers yeah i'm just going to add i'm just going to answer um van's question about the storage don't store your your coffee in the fridge it's going to spoil it just in a airtight container in a cupboard that's the easiest um and back to your question dion yeah so we've alchemy has been no exception to the covid-19 we've we've been deeply impacted from the start so actually to be quite honest um i didn't know what to expect and i didn't know if we got if we're going to make it um through this period luckily we we after 10 days or so we we were able to register as a essential um service as a, as a coffee right. supplier so so that has been our saving grace through this period so that we can actually do what our business is supposed to focus on and that's roasting coffee and distributing coffee just in a different manner that we that that we were intended to do and i think that's quite that's quite key in business in general is to adapt to circumstances yeah. um and 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 we've been no heroes in 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 that at all we've had people guiding us in the in the right direction wills been essential um helping us from the first day that I've met Will he's been such a great help always giving advice andrew's been this been the same every time he walks in there he's like bro you've got to do this you've got to do that and uh, maybe try this and 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 that's what i love about the business that it's so personal that people can come in there and have the 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 freedom to to come to me and they're like you must maybe try that or maybe right. try that so right. so th- th- that's been that's been key for us in the in in the coronavirus and i think because we're in a in a um we're in a suburb we're in a in an in a tight knit community the right. people have been incredible i mean after one day that the coronavirus hit a guy drove past the, the shop left me a voice message and said look can i buy a couple of thousand rand of coffee um i know that your cash flow must be depleted um so i, I just kept you know him on ice i just said not uh, we still fine now but i'm maybe going to phone you in a week or two and uh, <laughs> and, and, right. and, and 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 some people came in there and they just said look we're going to be, be closed for 21 days and me and my wife we're going to pay for 21 days boop snap couple of thousand rand for their coffee that they, that they never ne- that they never 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 had and nice. i think i think i think that that's also been such a big part in our business and will yes. always talks about it in business is 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 having a slim startup and although we're not a startup anymore we've we've got a pretty slim business so our overhead is relatively low um and yeah. and and once again i think that's the only reason 
that that we we made it through this time because there was right. not no real support from government or right the the the, the um institutions that was hostile. yeah i i think you've i think you've sort of uh landed on quite an important part that i i just want to unpack for a little bit you know um you know with with, with uh, you were referring to wool green who we had on last week right just mm. to chat about business, what business is going to look post covid-19 etc uh, andrew low has spoken into the business quite a lot which is phenomenal uh, but one of the things that you've managed to do which is absolutely admirable is and i and i wish more businesses would do this you've managed to sort of create ambassadors for the business you know mm. um just by providing number one you you provide a great product um at a very very uh competitive price and you've created an atmosphere that's conducive um to people enjoying that particular product and hmm. um, and so those three factors have allowed you basically to not use any sort of money or resources to market your product so yeah. basically what you've done is you've created these ambassadors who um almost feel a responsibility uh in the in, in the business they they feel yeah. responsible they want to walk in and they want to see the business prosper because yeah. in return they get the satisfaction of enjoying those things that we spoke about you know yeah. um and i think lots of businesses sort of uh lose that or they they don't sort of go hard on that uh, if you create an ambassador you know you don't need to have a marketing budget because those people will go out and what better sort of marketing to have than uh word of mouth because we know yeah. word of mouth is probably the best marketing that any business can have you know and i think you've done that so well um and we come back to this thing about being authentic and being real so there's no pretense this this is who we are this is what we do uh, this has been the journey there's struggles there's wins mm. and um i certainly feel i mean you and i have become really good mates you know but it started around a cup of coffee it started yeah, it sort of triggered it uh, yeah. and i think you've made so many other friends and besides you i've made other friends at alchemy just chatting over this cup of coffee and you've created that and you shouldn't um it's it's something that's really special that's what i'm trying to say you know it's something mm. that's absolutely special and it should be celebrated and i think it's kudos to you for for doing that so so really really well done um on doing that yeah thanks dion um once again i think um there there there's there's so many people to thank for, for the business continuing and 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 still being there uh, once again welcome in i think it was the first week that he ever had coffee there and it was quiet and it and I was the only guy serving coffee and he came up to me he's like look here i don't know you that well but i'm going to tell you one thing you want to make this business work get 100 loyal customers they'll be your yeah. ambassadors and i thought about yeah. it and i and i thought cheese the whole with this claim i don't know if i'm going to get 100 people but <laughs> but 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 um once but but our our, our um, group of friends our relationships that we've built up it's really special ones um the friends that we've made through the business was no other than the ones that i that that when i played rugby i'm not friends with everyone that comes to the shop but but the the ones that the friendships that I've made those those ones will last forever and yeah. although I'm not friends with everyone I still have a good relationship with everyone yeah but wanted to 
I've, I've really made some one of two great friends. Listen, if, if your Google ratings, I just want to take a moment just to chat about this. If your Google ratings have anything to show, I think you are certainly doing something good. You have a, I'm not sure when the last time you looked. You probably looked this morning, um, being a good <laughs> businessman. <laughs> but you have 135 uh, Google reviews with a 4.7 uh, star mm. rating, which is phenomenal, which is phenomenal. And every sort of rating, uh, you know, talks about uh, two things, the flavor of the coffee, uh, the friendliness of the staff, and well, three things, and the atmosphere. Yeah, the music. I also think, uh, and I also think the, the size of alchemy really plays into that, you know, people have this idea if you want to sort of open up a coffee shop, or if you want to start something, start a business, you need to you know, lay out tons of cash and huge, um, you know, retail space. But alchemy is a really sort of small space, mm. but it's somehow you sort of make it work. It's a beautiful thing to walk in there in the morning. Well, this was pre-lockdown, you know, um, when, you, when you walk in there and the place is buzzing and people are standing waiting for their coffees, et cetera, et cetera. That's really amazing, right? And uh, uh, were you concerned initially in terms of the size of the space of alchemy? No, because we lived in Australia and that was, that was what, what we had. We had our little neighborhood cafe or espresso bar and you become a local. You become part of the, the furniture. So that was, that was what I wanted to create. I wanted to create what I've experienced there. I wanted to bring it back home right? because it was, it was special to me. Um, back in Australia, but but I, I soon I, I soon realised that that I have to find a a balance between creating a good environment and a business. Um, yes, because I never really thought about the financial side of 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 the business. Um, for me, it was it was basically just to start something and 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 learning out of uh, out of out of the progress. And I think that's that's. That's what I've did, and, and that's all the credit to the people that I've met who've, right. who's given me guidance, who's been in business for years. Um, I mean, even Enzo or Johan, older people, they in, in corporate business, but every day they come in there and they, 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 they give their, their, their input in the business. And that's what I, that, that's what I cherish about the business. That, that, and, and I've told you this many times. I think that's what makes us special is the fact that uh, – multi-millionaire can come in there and can have a chat with someone that's got no money like mm -hmm. me and you yeah 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 <laughs> you know and, 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 and yeah and, and we can have relevant conversations and right. we, we can talk about things that really matter about relationships and kids and health and 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 and, and business and and yeah. i think i've 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 really learned a lot through through this process um I wouldn't really change anything, but if to come back to the size, I think my initial um, idea was to have it small, to to have it intimate. As right. I said, we we want we wanted to touch people and make a difference, but um, I think as the idea grows and as we as we mutate as a business, we 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 would like to expand our business and um, yeah and and, and yeah and 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 basically take what we have now and just you know duplicate it and 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 right. let uh, let other people experience it yeah because pr primarily uh, at the moment you trade as a roaster which which mm. with the big emphasis on sort of selling beans or pre-ground 
copies to to retail, right? Uh, mm. But obviously, in order to sustain the business, you need to scale, um, add a food element, etc., etc. And I know yeah. we've had lots of conversations around that. Um, just one question that I want to touch on that someone mentioned. I think it was Andrew uh, that sort of asked this question early on. You create, uh, you you now carry a product uh, which which is I think it's called OKR. If if I, I think that's how it's pronounced, um, yeah. which is an oat milk. Uh, it's a new product. Um, how do you use that product? And maybe just talk about like the different milk options and how 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 we can use those different milk options. Because obviously, for people that are lactose intolerant and uh, vegan, etc., uh, there's some wonderful options available these days. Yeah. So the OKR is 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 South African guys that import an Italian oat. Um, lactose alternative milk. Um, I'm not lactose intolerant, so I don't enjoy oat milk that much. Neither do I enjoy macadamia milk or almond milk or any lactose alternative for that matter. But um, I've heard that it's quite nice and that it, it, it complements the coffee. It, 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 um, it, 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 it's great to use in coffee. And we've, we've actually had some great um, feedback with, with the oat milk. Um, do you treat it the same way that you would uh, like sort of cow's milk? Yes, you do. It's, it's, it's more or less the same. The yeah. texture is the same. The temperature is the same. The texture is the same. But right. um, I guess um, the, the tricky thing with, the lact with lactose alternative milks is, 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 is to get your pricing right because it's quite expensive. It's like where a liter of milk is eight or nine or ten rand depending on where you, where, what you buy. Um, yeah. where, where an oat milk or an almond milk would, would at a wholesale price be 37, 38 bucks. Right. So, so if you, if you're gonna, if you're gonna serve three or four large flat whites with oat milk, you're not gonna, it's, you're not, you're basically running at a loss. So that's what make, makes it quite difficult. Um, right. but other than that. Milk alternatives, yeah, we, we, we didn't start, start off with any um, lactose alternatives and, um, yeah. and, and, and we are, we, we're going to have two now. It depends yeah. on when we can get almond milk again. That's right. quite a tricky one. Yeah. That, that's a whole different sort of question. Um, Conrad, uh, you and I had a chat early on and we have, uh, you obviously know that I'm um, extremely passionate about supporting local business. And, uh, you know, talking about ambassadorship once again you know we just create ambassadors and you won't have to you you'll never have to market your business yeah. and um, we have a really <laughs> special gift uh for the folks that join the stream um if you want to if you want to support um alchemy um conrad has been very gracious and kind uh to offer us a um a discount code so if you buy um beans from uh, Alchemy uh, uh, through their website, which is www.alchemyroasters.co.za um, and use the discount code, the gov, which is T-H-E-G-O-V, uh, you will get a 10% discount, right? Yep. And free delivery. And a smile. Super. So, yeah. I'd love for I'd love for you to support uh, Conrad. <coughs> He's a great guy doing uh, phenomenal work. 
Um, you know, he's a small artisanal roaster and uh, we need to have him around. It's really important mm. that you're around, Conrad. Um, for my, no, we'll be around. If, if, if for nothing else, for my own sanity in the morning, you know. Um, straight after the school run, you know where, where you can find me, uh, you know, getting my cortado at uh, Alchemy Roasters. But we just want to say, uh, yeah, support Alchemy. Uh, they're an amazing bunch of guys. Mr. V will put a smile in your face. Um, Conrad, you know, just a great guy. And um, uh, we are very grateful that we have you here in the northern suburbs. So please, just yeah, support the guys. Um, support the little, uh, little guys. Um, no. Conrad, any closing words from you? No, just thank you, everyone, for, for the support and the love. Um, it was great and it's been an honor to meet everyone at Alchemy and to form a special bond, even if it's people that you see once or twice a month or every day. But um, Dion, just in this time, we've just seen our special Alchemy release in the, in the, in the, during the COVID-19 um, period. Right. People have been donating money for, for, for Vio and Sunay. They have been supporting... Even though I, need, I know people, they can't drink that amount of coffee. Yeah. Um, I've, I've had friends out of Durban who I know for a fact, they don't even drink coffee. They've supported <laughs> us. Uh, it, the support has been unreal. And yeah, just thank you everyone for the, for the love and the support. Yeah. And Andrew, I'll share my playlist with you. No sweat. That's a killer uh, playlist, mate. That's a killer playlist. Yeah. 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 I think it's and, and thank you also to you, Dion. I think it was quite nice. I like your, your, your Instagram live stories. Well, it's a pleasure. You know, I'm always trying to add a bit of value. Um, and uh, mm. it's, it's been a challenge for me as well. Um, like I was just talking to, to Van uh, early on today. And I was just saying to him that these sort of things are quite difficult for me. I, I hate the sound of my voice. Um, and, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm learning to persevere. So I'm glad I could, I could use this sort of platform um, just to sort of uh, add value to people's lives. It's an important value of mine um, that we give more than we take. Uh, let me just take a moment as well just to share that. Um, if, you, you, if you've enjoyed this uh, live stream, please uh, join me tomorrow. I speak with Reynard Moore, who is a holistic coach. He's going to be talking about uh, and giving us some great advice. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining us this evening. It was an absolute pleasure to chat to Hoffies. Um, once again, if you want to support uh, Alchemy Roasters, um, you get a 10% discount if you use the discount code TheGov, T-H-E-G-O-V. Um, and yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, it was a blast. Yeah, like a... Cheers, everyone. Good night. Bye.